Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode eight of the podcast on the back burner. This episode, we are talking with Frank Holloway, uh, the CEO and owner of Hollow Spirits. We're going to dive into talking about business, entrepreneurship, and questioning him on failures and accomplishments. So stay tuned. DJ Mitch the Kid, cue that music. Hey guys, just a reminder, I want you all to follow us right now, uh, Backburner PC on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Okay, go, go check us out right now. Make sure you hit that follow, hit that subscribe button. This is On The Backburner with executive chefs Tristan Rogers and Dominic Valenzuela. Welcome everybody back to episode number eight. Wow, we're getting up there. Yes, sir. We're getting up there. Chef Tristan Rogers from Hollow Spirits. Chef Dominic Valenzuela of Taco 10. Taco with a K. Taco with a K. That's it, man. Yeah, don't use a C. If you want a taco batter, we can. (laughs) Oh, I like how you did that there. (laughs) We are not on on that podcast, sir, okay? This is off the back burner. You got it. We have a guest here, um, a friend of mine and partner of mine, Frank Holloway of Hollow Spirits. Ooh, you guys are partners? Yeah, um, it's fine. It's 2021. It's just, we can do shit like that. It's 100% fine. It's, yeah. it's 100% fine. Wow. wow. I just getting judged. wanted to clarify for the, for the audience. You know? I just wanted to clarify. Frank Holloway. Now, let me tell you something about Frank Holloway, okay? Everybody knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows you. We can't go anywhere. Literally anywhere without somebody knowing who he is. That's why I stay home. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good reason. Yeah, yeah. It's a good reason. But the one another thing about Frank is he speaks his mind, so that's why we have to have you on this podcast. Well, thank you guys for having me. Um, kind of upset. I wish you wouldn't have said the eighth episode. I feel like I should have been higher than that. Um, I have a lot of things to say. I'm fucking entertaining. I'm fantastic. It's a podcast, so you can't. See how beautiful I am, but there's there's a lot of positivity to what I bring. Frank is wearing these beautiful plaid pajama bottoms right now, <laughs> and somehow that's fine. Yeah, and exactly. it works. And it's it fine. Works. It's you fine. Know, when you're really good looking, you don't have to try. So that's it. Man. <laughs> you guys should have dressed up. He's the reverse. I feel like you guys are dressed up, and not me. Fuck you. <laughs> Frank, tell yes. us a little bit about yourself, man. Um, so from, from Belen, actually, I was born in Belen, um, always been in the industry since I was basically 16, started barbacking, busing at Fuddruckers. Nice. That was really like my first ever job then. Went down to Las, Las Cruces, failed out of college, um, was doing a lot of research, I figure, for my uh, future endeavors, but uh, failed out of college and got a job at a fine dining restaurant in Las Cruces called the Double Eagle Restaurant, where I was a... Uh, basically a busser and just worked all the time kind of decided at that time I was 19 like I need to start being an adult and providing for myself so I just worked and kind of fell in love with the in love with the industry started serving they liked what I did so the day I turned 21 actually the day after I turned 21 uh they made me a bartender I couldn't do that day I asked off because I was I was really really (laughs) the whole day um (laughs) <laughs> then just started bartending, came back, bartended at Sandia Casino for a while, became a liquor, uh, a distributor rep, so I sold liquors. That's like 
the promotion for bartenders. Fitting. <laughs> yeah. fitting. Very fitting. Um, then they kind of asked, well, I always wanted to open up a bar restaurant. And some folks, uh, some friends of ours, they owned a place on the west side called Nikki V's. It's actually oh. where... Uh, High Point is? Yeah, that's where High Point is. I used, uh, me and Alex went into Nikki V's all the time. Yeah. Great food. Yeah, no, they're were, they were fantastic. Um, they own Nikki V's and they also own Fat Squirrel up in Rio Rancho. And they were having a transition over there. And they basically said, hey, we, we heard you want to open up a place. We need a general manager. Do you want to do it? It's going to be a lot like drinking out of a freaking fire hose. But you'll learn <laughs> really quick if you want to own your own restaurant. And so I took them up on that, and that was one of the most shitty experiences of my life. Um, <laughs> Why? But that's, that's, like, <laughs> yeah, I want to know more, but I think that's funny that, like, um, you know, they gave it to you straight. It's going to be like drinking out of a fire hose. Just like their the ship is constantly got leaks in it, holes, and you constantly have to plug these holes, you know? Yeah, so, so it, was, it was actually, I didn't know the whole story when I went in, and I can't get into details because of lawyers and shit, but... Uh, wow, it's that deep? Yeah, for, well, with, um, so it was in a takeover. They, they owned it with somebody else. Uh, there was bad management. Basically, I walked into like $150,000 worth of debt. Uh, like they were basically going to close down fat squirrel like a month later, which I kind of didn't really know. So it was me going into a situation and trying to fix the situation, which would have been fine if it was just all numbers. But, um, one of the worst things that they asked me, they said, Hey, do you want to come in and keep the staff that we have? It's uh, I think it was 40, 45 people at the time. And they said, do you want to keep everybody or do you want to just fire everybody and start new? And I'm a bleeding heart. I'm like, no, I don't know these people. Like, I can't just freaking fire 45 people as my first thing on the job. And now looking back, I would have fired everybody. <laughs> oh, no, it, and it's not because they were bad workers or have bad ideas. It's so hard to change a mindset when it's already there. That's mm -hmm. a good point, yeah. And it was... So they, they were already being led the wrong way. And then now you come in like, no, guys, we got to go this way. And they're mm. like, well, that, that way takes more work. Like, I'd rather yeah. just continue doing what we were doing downward. Yeah, like they didn't realize, hey, you guys are going to fucking close in a month. Mm. Like, we have to cut costs. We have to cut labor. We have to do all these things and uh, change our menu. Do a, I mean, we did top to bottom. But any changes that I did was ruining the business oh. because it's not how they operated beforehand. How can you ruin an already already ruined, ruined business. business? Yeah, well, and, and that was that was the whole thing, and it was a matter of trying to convince them, but them just not being convinced because I was making changes, mm -hmm. and it was basically working eighty to one hundred hours per week with people who I knew just kind of despised me because I was I was changing they knew what was going on and it was actually funny there was one one gentleman who when we we're doing the talk and like uh we had a meeting with everybody the investors and we had a meeting with all the staff and kind of talking about the changes he kind of stood up in the middle of the meeting he's like I've been through something like this before I'm just gonna quit Wow. I, I was just like, what a fucking dick move pussy. And then now I'm like, that is an intelligent man. I want to shake his head. But no, I saw him later and he's like, dude, I, I understand. You value his time, man. Do, but yeah, yeah. He, just, he just bowed out. 
I think that I think that's in, that's important to acknowledge. Like I, I bring it up to my staff. I'm mm-hmm. like, listen, guys, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. This is these are my expectations. This is what I want. Either you you meet them or you know or you change your ways and, and meet them somehow some way mm-hmm. or you just go somewhere else. You know, yeah. and like and it's fair. And like we can shake hands. We can go separate ways. It's all good. You yeah. know, but just that that courtesy of recognizing that this person respects their time they respect my time mm-hmm. you know and are just upfront with me about these things yeah and that's that's the thing i actually don't dislike anybody i've ever had a fire or anything it's just hey the boat's going this way i'm i'm driving it this way you're welcome to come if not cool get off yeah like nothing no skin off my back like let's Absolutely. we both got to be on the and going in the same direction so where did it go from there um, so I did that for nine months and then I eventually, I just told him like, I can't do this anymore. I, I was, it was one, I mean, you guys know, especially your first time managing in a restaurant. Oh, that's actually probably the other thing. Um, the one big thing is I was managing the way that I thought I was supposed to manage rather than my managing right. techniques, which I think if for anybody getting in the industry, you have to figure out your own way. Like my way is going to be different than Dom's way, which is going to be different than Tristan's way. And so I wasn't being true to who I am working 80 hours a week, feeling like I wasn't going anywhere. It stayed open for, I, I saved it and it stayed open for a couple years afterwards. So I, I did a good job, but I just hated life at that point. And so I quit, got out of it. Went back to bartending at Sandia Casino, and I knew I, st- I still wanted to open up my own place. So that, that was the thing, just kind of bartending. And then I met some gentlemen and wanted to open up a brewery called uh, Red Door Brewing. So put some guys together. I had a little bit of money saved up from bartending and doing my other jobs. And then just basically dove in and opened up Red, Red Door and hit that, hit that hard. I've always loved the craft, uh, the craft brewery uh, industry, and so that one, it, it was it was a fun experiment. But there was also five partners, and we were five equal. <clears throat> we're five equal partners, which everybody has their own ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that I have Hollow Spirits, there's a reason that I put in the contracts. It's like, no, the decisions with me. Right. Um, not that the people from Red Door had bad decisions. It's just it was five different people pulling in five different directions and not being able to come to an agreement on mm-hmm. what necessarily should happen. Mm-hmm. So after fighting with other people for a little while, finally, I just said, give me my money and you guys could do whatever in the hell you want with it. And at that point, I was done. I'm like, cool, I guess I'm going to do, I'm going to bartend for the rest of my life. I don't, I don't know. I hate school. Um, I was decent at school, just always hated it, but, uh, went back to Sandia Casino again. Oh, by the way, don't burn bridges. Cause I got back to the same jobs <laughs> over and over again. Cause I needed them. And they helped me so much at times when you want to tell your manager, Oh, fuck off, kiss my ass. All the things they do wrong. 
don't because it's Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> and they know somebody. Great point. Tra- yeah. Transition periods, man. It's huge, yeah, man. man. You, need, you always need those moments to, you know, where even if it's a couple, hey, mom, listen, I got to stay with you. <laughs> just, yeah. You know, just till this, this house closes, whatever you got to do. Yeah. Like, always just keep those bridges. That's a very good point to bring up, yeah. man, for sure. So went back to Sandia Casino, started bartending there for a little while, and then um, a girl who I worked with at Sandia, her brother named Danny Chavez, was opening up a place called Uptown Funk, a dueling piano bar, and he wanted to open it up. He didn't really have bar experience. Um, his sister had been a server, but really didn't have too much uh, managing experience, and then he had his son, too, who he wanted to kind of train up and manage, so... I basically came on, helped them open it, and I trained everybody how to be a general manager and it's like do a consultant the, kind of thing. Yeah, right. like I was, I was general manager ish, but it was more like they're the bosses. You just make the decisions until they're ready. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're so, all, you're pretty much of yeah. the the U.S. in Iraq or what, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what they've been well, doing over there for a minute trying yeah. to. Trying to get in order, you well, know. Well, I'm kind of like Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> and Trey Lance is behind there me. There you go. There you like, go. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, okay. I have the position, but we know who's taking over. Right. Exactly. That's um, a good NFL uh, story there. I like that. Go, but go ahead. Continue. By the way, 49ers <laughs> pissed me off. It's yeah. like, okay, either way. 49ers <laughs> uh, Yeah. <laughs> Fucking what? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, get rid of him. Put and we just, <laughs> lost, <laughs> we just lost 90% of our viewers. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it ain't my show. <laughs> oh, no. So continue, continue. Uh, after that, got rid of freaking, uh, <laughs> or was there, and I said I didn't want to manage anything, but then I started kind of getting the itch after a, a year or two, and then I was like, okay, I, I want to start doing something. I had a friend who kept on bugging me every time we'd drink. You should open a distillery. You should open a distillery, and... Finally, after kind of calming down, getting away from basically being responsible for everything, I started kind of looking into the numbers and doing research on distilleries, and it seemed like a good a good gamble. Um, with one thing that I think, not just this industry, but life is, everything's off percentages. And, but you could set your percentages better. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, you don't always play for the long or bet on the long shot. Like sometimes you have to bet on the one that's going to come in because you know you're actually going to get some money. But so I looked at all the numbers and it seemed like, hey, we could we could gamble on this and it, it'll probably pay off if we hit the numbers and everything right. So that's when we, me and my mom actually got into business. I went to her for an investment and she said, I'll invest if you, if I'm your partner in the business. And I said, yes, thank God, because she's an intelligent, intelligent yes. woman who runs that place. A lot of people don't know. Yes. Um, and then kind of had an idea of what I wanted to do. And I always wanted like an elevated place a little bit, not quite a bar place. And so I had a friend named Miss Nicole Rogers. Who's that? Um, no, I'm just she, she crazy, bro. Don't, I don't know. <laughs> She was crazy. But I want to be like her when I grow up. Yeah, seriously. She's more organized than I'll ever be. Um, But she kept on telling me that I needed to work with her brother, Tristan, who was a chef and was doing amazing things. Yes, yes, yes. That's me, by the way. Um, We got it. 
So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's not about you. So and you then you guys, yeah. you it's know, not about found, then so you guys it's... found each other, you know, dark in the back room one night, and that's how they became partners, Actually, everybody. It, it kind of was. <laughs> he, he invited me to a 10-course pairing dinner that they did with the Southern Wine and Spirits at the oh, Crown Room. Nice. Wine to dine. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so he brought me to this, and he did shit that I couldn't pronounce, you know, like all kinds of fancies. I didn't know what I was eating half the time, but the creativity and the taste, it was amazing. And that's what I wanted to do. I want to do something that people everywhere weren't always doing, or at least give the opportunity to do it. And so got Tristan and then we kicked off Hollow Spirits and I want to be, we've been going strong ever since, but the first year, I <laughs> I was scared shitless. That's kind of how we, <laughs> kind of how we brought Alex in too, you know what I mean? Like yeah. He was one of our first, first guests, and we tell the story all the time, like, you know, he comes in and. Friday know, night. Friday night, nobody, nobody there. And Alex kind of like, what the hell's going on here? And, you know, Frank's at the bar with his. You know, head in his hands, and he's like contemplating life decisions. <laughs> you know, and I remember Alex saying that that he brought his date, like he brought a date first day, first day, so awkward <laughs> to this badass new hopping so, place where there's one person at the bar who's the owner. Let me just repaint the scene for y'all, guys. Alex, excited. Therefore, you know, like, hey, I was invited by the chef and the owner. This is a spot we got to go to. Check this out. It's a new hot, hot spot. You know, Alex is like, he's laying it laying down it for down. the way the night's going to go. Walk in, Frank. <laughs> Head in his hands. <laughs> Nobody there. Crickets, you know. And uh, that, and it's like, so where should we sit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yelled at him, hold on for the, the hostess. <laughs> no seat yourself. <laughs> no. Hold on, I didn't clean that table yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But uh, no, the that that's how it was. It was it was hit and miss the first year, and we, I can't even say we treaded water. Like we we barely made it through the first year. There was um different things that happen with contractors with the still that cost us a lot of money that I didn't exactly expect to cost. So at the time that Alex saw me, it wasn't like I had that extra money that I had planned in the business uh, plan mm -hmm. to have in case we were slow. It's like, no, we need people in the door or else we are going out of business. Like there was, there was no stockpile of money or anything. So I was stressed out. Um, Let me ask, you paid full price that night, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. There was no... This, this was not the time to be getting hooked up. <laughs> and investors were paying full price. <laughs> if they gave me a discount, they would have made no money. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Seriously. No, it was, it, it was crazy. I mean, it was the kind of thing where literally paying bills were... Who's more pissed off? Like, um, we couldn't... If we had payroll... It was, we can't pay bills this week. It was, and then, oh my God, if we had payroll and taxes in the same week, we were fucked. Yeah. But vendors, it was like, okay, they're on 30 to 60 day. Well, we could do 180 days. They'll be fine. Like, <laughs> they've only sent the first notice. We're fine. 
right? But, um, yeah, that was, that was the first year. But that's the thing people don't realize, like, you know what I mean? Opening up the business, like, you know, all your expenses and everything and the overhead and all that stuff, like, it's it's stressful. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see it on your face. You know, you tried well to hide it, but we, you know, you can see it in your face. Well, it was, it was like putting everything in your, in your dream and then mm-hmm. just failing horribly. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and, and I still, I never lost hope. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew it was going to work. Um, we had some ideas that we wanted to do. Like, you know, we were, we are a bar. We didn't want to do nachos or wings or have buckets of beer or put TVs everywhere or have girls in mini skirts, you know, flirting with old men. Mm-hmm. And so many people literally would tell me, oh, you need to do this. This is why it's not busy. And They still tell us that. Yeah. They, but it, it was one of those things where we are like, no, it's going to work. Like, people just need to get in here. It's going to work. And it might have been a stupid stubborn, but now we're... It's crazy. We paid payroll last week and bought some stuff, too. All in, all in the same week. All in. <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, yeah. Still got money in the bank. <laughs> but no, we've been... It's been uh, crazy. So we survived 2019, made it through the first year, started doing decent. 2020 we were breaking records january february march and then of course the covid hit mm-hmm. um but even through then we were up in 2020 over 2019 wow and then so far this year we're i have to run the numbers but we're up something like 300 percent over wow. 2020 that's amazing, man. Congratulations. So, thank you. That's huge, guys. Yeah, you know, and I, I, I got to commend both of you guys. Like, every time I go in there, it's like something new has been added. You guys just, you guys don't come, like, you guys aren't complacent. You guys always want to <laughs> up the ante and do more, you know? And I think that's really beautiful. And that's, again, um, you know, something for, for everybody else to admire and to watch and to, you know, strive to be. You guys are setting that bar, you know, for entrepreneurs and business owners you know, here in the States and especially in the hospitality industry. We always so. believed in living in chaos, I think. Yeah. Like, it forces us to get it done. Yeah. I think that's kind of like the conversations we always have. It's like, okay, well, we want to do this. Okay, well, book it. How are we going to do it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we will. Yep, yep. Let's just, let's just do it, you know? And, mm-hmm. and it kind of forces you to, to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, makes you, it makes you do it. So book it and then, you know, we, figure always, it say, out. we always say send it. Like, <laughs> and then let's figure it out. So, and living in that kind of chaos, it, I think it breeds, it breeds success. I don't know, that's my, that's my opinion. I mean, yeah, that's definitely something that I, I always see you guys do. And you guys, like, you are humble enough to admit when you're not professionals at something, you know? And you mm-hmm. bring the right people in to those things to help offer their two cents or to help organize these situations. You know, people like Alex, who has helped taking over your social media and, mm-hmm. like, get all your pictures and things like that, right? Your promotional stuff. You know? I mean, we, uh, you know, I think the funny thing was is we were, we were just throwing money away at bands. Like, they weren't bringing any money in. Yeah. And they weren't, you know what I mean? They weren't bringing customers in. And I was like, dude, like, let's give that money to Alex and let him run our social media. And, and I mean, that worked wonders. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah, the media, it's, it's helped so much. I and mean, it's just, you know, we've tried a million things and we have failed at a lot of things, but I think we just know in the end we're gonna do well and it's gonna be okay. Like, I don't know. One thing I do tell a lot of people in this business, it's like if you're scared to fail, 
you're never going to be successful at right. anything. Because right. I have failed way more than I've succeeded. Like, the, the times I've succeeded has been a fraction Mm-hmm. of the amount of times I failed. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing is now it's at a point where it's like, oh, you failed at, failed at this. It's like, so cool. Let's go on, move, do the next thing. Right. Like it, it doesn't matter. And I think people are so scared of failure and it holds them back so, so bad. And it's like, who cares? Every single person's fa- failed here. Everybody's done something bad. Everybody's fucked up something. None of us are perfect. Mm-hmm. So why not try? Exactly. Yeah. What was uh what was the what was the key moment uh in your upbringing in, in in this industry that flipped where you knew you wanted to open something up and you you wanted to do something different? So, I knew I wanted to open something up when I was like the idea first came to me like 17 or 18 that I wanted the bar. I I just loved being around people drinking and partying and just like the different emotions and seeing people alive. And, you know, you could go from people hugging and they love each other to people crying to (laughs) drinking for good, bad. So I just, I love the atmosphere, even though I had never really been in a bar. Mm -hmm. So I kind of always wanted that. And then just overall, I don't know if there was a time where I like really snapped what kind of place that I wanted I just knew, especially being in New Mexico, I've worked in places like, um, I love you, Sandia Casino, but sometimes y'all could get ghetto (laughs) (laughs) and people people fighting there and, you know. We're in that bridge. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Um, No, then uh, I've worked at clubs downtown where uh, there was shootings like every other night, seeing people get stabbed. I worked at TDs as a security guard and, yep. Yeah, that was fun. I didn't hook up with anybody. I made it a point not to really? hook up. Yeah, until after, after. <laughs> but, <laughs> during, during. I was, a, I was good, and I went there just for work. I was a good worker. Ah, yeah. Impressive. Yeah. It's like, going, it's like going back in the yearbook. <laughs> hey, Carl so what you up to? Uh, remember me? <laughs> remember how I did it hit on you? What's up? No, but... Um, <sighs> I knew you could set up a place where drama didn't have to happen. Like, that's also why I always liked breweries. Uh, I remember the first time I really went to, like, brewery night. It was at Marble Downtown, and they had a band, and it was packed. And I remember I was walking inside and accidentally hit shoulders with somebody else. And I turned around like, oh, God damn it, what's going to happen? And he said, oh, I'm sorry, man, have a good one. And he walked away. Now, if you don't live in Albuquerque, that doesn't <laughs> seem like a great story. <laughs> but that's that's amazing. Like, I was shocked because he didn't, like, talk shit or say anything. And I was like, you could create an atmosphere and a place where, I don't want to say control your customers, but you could kind of steer them. In the steer, right yeah, steer what kind of customers you steer want in your place. Yeah. 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 And that's with Hollow Spirits. I always wanted a place that you could come have a drink and relax you don't have to worry about drama or fights not like uh, a meat market yeah not a meat them that's another thing i wanted a place for women uh where women could go they could feel safe they could have a great time and so a lot of the way we designed it was going specifically for that demographic so i don't think that was at one time that was kind of just after seeing all the drama and shit show at so many bars that i didn't I like drinking and fun, but I don't like drama. Right. Well, there's so much of that that's, like, saturated out here in a lot of places. And 
going to them. I, I, when I got old enough, I didn't, I don't like going to bars. Like mm-hmm. I was, I was in a band for a long time and we had to play at like Burke's Tiki Lounge and all this stuff. And I like, and literally I would leave right after the show. I just never stuck around just mm-hmm. cause that was never my scene. I just didn't like it. Like I just, it was, it just wasn't my place. And you know, to create something that you created this atmosphere at Hollow Spirits, it's like you don't feel like you're at a bar. You feel like you're at a family-owned, mm-hmm. like, business where you can actually feel comfortable. Yeah. Like, shit's not going to pop off. I want to touch back on this another time, but I don't want to interrupt Frank's time. But you were I in a band? You, you yeah. were in a band? Yes, I was in the band. Were you the singer or did you play this? You think? Of course, I was the singer. You think an ego like that would be in the band? Go <laughs> 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 on. So give give us a couple. I don't know. Ruth, Ruth, uh, you know, who's helping us with social media and keeping us on track. She knows firsthand. That's how I met Ruth. She was in the. Uh, she was like the mama of the band. Oh, so, so she's a groupie. Not a groupie. She oh, that's fine. Never that's a fine. No, that's fine, Ruth. Look, look, see, look. Uh, she... Hey, <laughs> I say get it in. <laughs> she was, uh, she was a very intricate part of the band. So yes, I was in a band. And why is that so surprising? It's. I have didn't know, man. I didn't know, man. I just wish have I grew up seen to where ego. I could have seen you on stage, man. Dude, I was magnificent on stage. We got to do karaoke one of these nights, man. You don't want to do karaoke. You do not want to do karaoke oh, with I me, sir. Karaoke. You will never get I on the microphone. Karaoke. Sorry. We'll go one of these nights. I'll walk in slow motion in the background. <laughs> I can't. I can't sing worse shit, but I'll walk. <laughs> like, like, that dude, like that dude from the Chappelle Show doing the robot. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, because that's all you will get. Because I will steal the show. So. <laughs> Frank, you're what I'm hearing is natural born leader qualities coming from you. Like yeah. you were born a leader. They're just the way you talk and, and the way that you um any environment that you were in, you rose to the top and that you kinda commanded like I want I'm gonna be the one steering the ship. You right. know, right? Well uh, my dad always kinda told me, Don't talk shit about what somebody's doing wrong if you're not willing to to do it mm-hmm. and I think so many people they sit there and they're all like oh they're doing this wrong they're doing this wrong it's like well then do something and <laughs> I was always one of those people I don't know if I necessarily ever really wanted to become a leader but sometimes things need to happen and you're looking around for somebody to take the lead and it's like fine I'll fucking do it since you guys don't want to mm-hmm. do it yeah and so that I think that's really how I became in a place of leadership and then once I got, I'm like, okay, let's go this way. We, right. we got it. Then I just mm-hmm. now I don't think I could go go back. Well, it's it's <laughs> right. like that collection of experience that you need mm-hmm. to have that confidence to be a leader. And so you have to rise to the occasion. You have to be the one that raises your hand. And I'll do it, you know, yeah, and right. do it. Get that experience under your belt, whether good or bad. And then you translate that later in life. Yeah. You know, um, one of my employees he asked me, you know, I gotta ask you, like, what motivates you? to to do all this you know because he he's under my leadership but then he got a part-time job was working for somebody else and recognizes a different style of leadership Mm -hmm. you know so he's asked me so what motivates you because he's seen this other person like going through hell you know and i go through my own shit but i i keep it all separate i organize it you know what i mean and and i don't let them cross wires you know for how i treat my staff no matter how stressful my life is i don't let it conflict with how i treat my staff or uh, it, that it disvalidates anything that they're going through in right. their life. You know, yeah. um, what would you say motivates you 
overall to to keep this shit. going, you know, and to go through all the shit? Um, I think it kind of comes back into the chaos that <laughs> Chef was talking about. Like, when everything's going smooth and we're just kind of coasting, I feel like I'm falling behind. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're doing the same thing, I don't know where it was, something from my childhood, but I feel like we're not doing enough. And the only time I'm truly happy is when it's a shit show mm-hmm. and we're doing 18 million things and it's not organized and it's craziness and we feel like we're never going to accomplish it. That's when I feel the best in a weird messed up way mm-hmm. and so um I, I don't know it's just to get that feeling like i'm at this point i'm addicted to the industry mm-hmm. like i can't even say i love this industry it's it's an addiction the the action and everything it's it's an addiction even behind the scenes i'm not up front every day but you know getting we went on vacation we went camping yesterday and i got like six calls for parties and it was like god damn it why can't they let me rest i'm like because if you couldn't even rest if they weren't calling you like you'd be freaking out why isn't anything happened so my motivation word way is the chaos Mm -hmm. and then also i hate losing (laughs) i don't even like winning at this point in my life anymore i I need to make sure that we we don't lose and we continue growing and, and and getting better and better you just enjoy the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually, hundred percent. It's it's the game. It's not even the score at the end of the game. It's it's the competition of the Absolutely. game. Absolutely, absolutely. That's such a hard thing to um, like to instill into anybody. Yeah. Like you yeah. know, like being entrepreneurs, being business owners, we get new hires. You know, this is a entry level position. You know, a lot of entry level positions. So to have new people coming in and just you you just see that like they don't have that. That it, that desire no. to mm. want to self improve or just can take the media, like the the most medial task, you know, taking out the trash, washing dishes or cleaning bathrooms or whatever, and be the best at it. You mm-hmm. know, there's just people that just well, they'll go through the motions. You know, well, this is something mm. you always say too. Is you could tell, you know, you we've talked about this before. You can always tell somebody right when they're not going to work out. Yeah, I. I don't know. Maybe it's just I've been in this industry for a long time, but you put somebody on the floor and we always call it like, especially behind the bar. I think you guys have it in the kitchen too. There's people who could dance and people who can't dance, like people who just move around a certain way and they feel it and they're figuring it out. Like they might not move efficiently. They might not get stuff done quickly, but you could tell, oh, at least they they know how to dance. Mm -hmm. And then there's people back there who are running into everything, like, and have no clue what they're doing. But it's Bumping pretty, shit. yeah. It's it's. I think it's pretty easy to tell people who are gonna make it and who won't. It's there's been a couple people who have surprised me, and I'm talking about less than five, and I've probably worked with over a thousand people. Mm-hmm. But um, no, and then but the other thing too is most people in this world are trying to do the bare minimum to get by in life and. I can't even really knock them for that. It's not me. I don't think it's... I think everybody should strive for a little bit better, but there are those people who they want to do the bare minimum. And sometimes I'm even happy if they do just the bare minimum. It's like, think, <laughs> at least you did that. <laughs> what, uh, what, what is, what's the advice you would give, definitely? Because you, you've, you've touched on some points, yeah. but what would you tell somebody who's not had any experience, doesn't know what the hell they're doing? What would you tell them? When they, if they want to start a business? Uh, first off, you don't deserve shit. 
<laughs> um, well, so many people Good come point. out of yes, they come out of the gates like, oh, this is this should work and this is going to happen, and it's like, no, you, this world doesn't owe you anything. Like, I'm I'm sorry, no matter your upbringing, where you're from, the world doesn't owe you anything. Yep. So you need to put your head down. You need to work hard, and my my biggest thing is literally don't be afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, Hollow Spirits is kind of basically my fourth business that I've done. I can't necessarily say that I failed at the other three businesses, but I'm not there anymore. Right. So it took me a minimum of four businesses to get the beginning of success that I have, which I, I still think we're at the very beginning. Right. And that's not including the hundreds and thousands of hours that I've put in bartending, serving, uh, doing fries. Like they put me on the fryer a couple times because I didn't know anything else. Dishwasher, cleaning Great toilets. One hell of a dishwasher. Mm. Let me tell you that right now. That's the only thing I like to do in the kitchen. So, you know, speaking of which, let's go on that subject. I got to get that off my chest. So I was always a front of the house guy. Yeah. Fuck you, chefs. You guys are such assholes to the front of the house people. Even now, I own the fucking kitchen. I bought the kitchen. <laughs> and I get fucking nervous nervous and anxious every time I go into the kitchen. Like, oh my God, a chef's going to yell at me. A chef's going to yell at me. I signed his paycheck. And he's still worried about coming yeah. to the kitchen. Just like, so, yeah, that's, that's years and years of working in the industry and chefs yelling at me. So also brush it off, but um no get get it out get yeah. it out bro. get it out <laughs> so get a, get as much experience and uh, learn my my other thing I don't think I'm the smartest person in the room. What what's that saying? If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And so surround yourself with people who are better than you, mm-hmm. like because you'll learn. Alex has taught me an insane amount. Tristan's taught me an insane amount. Hell, dumb, you've taught me a lot. Mitch hasn't taught me that much yet, but, but he, he's, he's like, yeah, he's like 14 years old. <laughs> yeah, he's really good looking. He's really, sweet. really good looking. And that smile. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you about that smile. <laughs> but learn from other people. Don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. And work your ass off when you... Th- there's going to be a time where you want to give up. I mean, pull your britches up and go at it again, man. Pucker up, buttercup. Yeah, Pucker just don't up. quit. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the, like a quote, you, you said a quote right there, and a quote that always comes to mind is that you are the average of the five people that you hang out with. Mm-hmm. You know, so I love that quote, and I always re- remind myself of it every time that I, you know, start to doubt myself or get low or whatever, is that, I'm surrounding myself with good people, you mm-hmm. know, and all these successful people mm-hmm. in their own respect, you know, mm. I'm going to be fine. You know? yeah. yeah. And it's the great thing, like, you know, working, working with Frank, it's, he's, he's constantly teaching me something too. I've been in this business for a long time, but I, I, I like to feel I have a grasp on things, but man, you like, he shows me something every day when it comes to numbers. You're a genius when it comes to numbers, man. Like seriously. And I, and, and I love learning that from you, like even more in depth. Mm-hmm. So you know, you. I think you're doing a great thing. Uh, you know, let's keep taking over the world. Yeah. But uh, I think we're at that time right now, right? It's the back burner time. 
We're gonna put forty five seconds. We put forty five. So. Speaking of TDs, sir. Have you been a DJ? I Let's go work it. Yeah, see, so this is the, this is the part of the show where we put 45 seconds on the clock and we rapid fire questions at you. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm yeah. nervous. I'm not good at this. I was bad at test. I failed. You about okay. to put Frank Holloway on the back burner, y'all. 45 seconds, rapid fire questions. Answer them as quick as you can. All right. Are, Are you ready? ready? Timer's ready. And go. Favorite boy band? Uh, Boys to Men. Favorite girl band? I don't know. Oh, uh, Invoke. There you go. One ingredient you can't live without. Whiskey. Favorite food. Whiskey and rocks. <laughs> favorite Kool-Aid. Purple. <laughs> yes. Uh, favorite childhood dish. Uh, spaghetti. Favorite TGIF show. Oh, uh, the one with the dad? I can't remember. Sorry. <laughs> Is that all of them? <laughs> <laughs> Last meal. Last meal? Has to be steak. It has to be steak and, and potatoes. Favorite Monopoly piece? Uh, the car. All right. Nice, well, you man. You did nice. really good with that one. A lot nice. of people trip up a lot. Which, which TJF show with the one with um, the dad? Yeah, I don't, all of them. Yeah, I don't know. The one with the curly hair. He had, like, curly hair, blonde wife. Isn't that step, all of them, too? Step, step by yeah, step. Yeah, step by step. Yeah. Step by step. That was, that was, that was it. Okay. That's disappointing. You're black. Why wasn't it Family Matters? That was that was TGI. It was yeah. Family Matters then. Yes. Oh yeah, no, I definitely like that one. <laughs> I did like that one. I didn't realize that was TGI Friday. Yes, it was. TGI oh well, then Friday. it would definitely be Family Matters. Actually. <laughs> and see, the only it reason would. why I didn't say it because I thought that would have been racist. Like, <laughs> no, as if I didn't realize. I, you mean you don't like the black show? That's <laughs> been, guys, that's been fucking like twenty five years. <laughs> like that's I forget true. what was on it. That's that was true. the only one I remembered. Stop. Uh, Stop. Yeah, and of course I didn't even remember it. It was the curly hair guy. No, no, no. Home Improvement was the song. It was no. That was more prime time. Boy Meets World. That was no. Topanga. Yeah, that wasn't TJ Friday though. Yeah, that wasn't TJ Friday. What was TJ Friday? Boy Meets or Boy Meets World? Yeah, that was definitely not it. It would be Family Matters for me though. Yeah. Oh, now you can't change the answer. Hey, not the Cosby's though. We're still recording. Not the Cosby's. Cosmos, Cosmos. No association. No, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no association with Bill Cosby. Uh, I think we're out of time now, but this has been enlightening. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing, um, you know, all your all your setbacks and everything. And I think it was very, very insightful. I would like us to do this podcast another episode, Frank, but us sitting around a campfire, you know, and all the festivities that the that campfires bring. Yeah. You know, like we, we just let the mics record again, man. You but I think have, we really... Yeah, so much information. We need to get more alcohol yeah. in Frank, though. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We can edit this, right? <laughs> I'll do it if we can edit oh, it. <laughs> We've edited quite a few episodes already. Oh, Frank, but, but listening to you, man, you, uh, you're you an inspiration, man, as an entrepreneur, as a friend, you know, I'm just, you know, grateful to have you in my yep. circle, you know, and it's great to learn from you, you know, and... Thank you for thank taking you for me all on that this you ride. Do out here, man. Cool. Yeah, no. Thank you for taking me on this ride. Thank you. No, let's all get crazy. Let's I think crazy. we can bring a lot of good stuff to New Mexico. Let's all do it. Absolutely. 100%, cool. man. This has been On the Back Burner with uh, Frank. Uh, go ahead and give us a little bit of information about Hollow Spirits. Where they can find you. Uh, Frank Holloway, Hollow Spirits. We're at 1324 First Street. We uh, make our own liquor. 
tequila, vodka, whiskey all over the place. Um, have great craft cocktails. And we have a pretty solid kitchen manager. He's, he makes it. He, he, uh, oh, executive <laughs> chef. Dem- demoted. Executive chef. I had to insult him at the end. His head's so big. I got I to gotta bring it down from time to time. It's true. He does. He does. Tristan's the only one who doesn't make a mistake at Hall of Spirits. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I'm not, I just don't tell you about it. <laughs> There's a reason why you're the boss. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you next episode. Mitch the Kid, cue that music, buddy. Follow us at BackburnerPC on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Recorded and produced in Albuquerque, New Mexico. On the Backburner is hosted by Tristan Rogers of Hollow Spirits Distillery and Dominic Valenzuela of Taco 10. Produced by Three Birds Digital, LLC. Directed by Volek Media and Marketing. Audio engineered and edited by Mitch Pavelko. Podcast intro recorded and produced by Randy Savage. Find him at savagevo.com. Original music by Rocky Rhodes. Check out his music at soundcloud.com slash K-R-Z-M-A. I'm feeling myself, I'm feeling myself, I'm feeling you too. What up, queen? What it do? It's been a minute since I seen you. I wonder what you been doing. Yeah, you probably doing what a queen do. Fanny Hollins and Balenciagas when it come to you. Cupid hit your boy with a semi-auto. You went from baby to baby mama. Yeah, don't be afraid to tell me what's the matter. Huh. I pull up in a Grammy outta. I'm just a good fella like Ray Liotta. And you know you got the